Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The silver squeeze on retirement hopes. If you're thinking of taking early retirement, don't. That was the blunt assessment from financial advisors on both sides of the Atlantic who fear that volatility on the stock markets, not to mention pressures on the jobs market, will be a toxic combination for workers in their 50s and 60s who are planning to retire sometime soon. But as planning for retirement becomes even more uncertain, what are the practical steps that investors can take to secure a better future. Welcome to The Money Show, the FT's weekly podcast about personal finance and investing. I'm Claire Barrett, FT Money Editor, bringing you all of this week's money news. Now, last week we wrote about the silver squeeze that's taking place with people who are coming up to retirement, finding suddenly, perhaps, that they no longer have a job when they're in their peak years of earning. Now, redundancy is something that Often older workers are targeted on. We've learned that lesson from the last financial crisis. But at the same time, the need to save up more into your pensions and long term investments has never been greater because of the effect that the coronavirus is likely to have on the short and medium term outlook, at least for global growth. Now, joining me now is Madison Derbyshire, FT Money reporter, who has been writing all about this worrying trend. Good morning, Madison. Good morning, Claire. Now, We talk about this as a silver squeeze, but tell us about the things that advisors are telling you about what's happening. So the number one thing that I hear from advisors is that if you have the ability to keep working, you should keep working because nothing will improve your retirement outcome than working one or two more years in terms of your health and well-being as well as your financial position. Mm. Unfortunately, Older workers are more likely than younger workers to lose their jobs in an economic contraction. They tend to be higher paid. They tend to be kind of perceived by employers as less productive. Ageism is very real. And then there's the fear component. A lot of older workers are starting to face having to go back to the office and be vulnerable to contracting coronavirus before there's a vaccine. So people are starting to wonder if it's even possible for them to go back to work. So older people, we are seeing over 55s losing their jobs at a much higher rate than under 55s. Unfortunately, if an older person loses their job unexpectedly, it is much more difficult, too, to recover from the loss to their pensions that they've suffered in the current market. So some people might find themselves down 10%, some down 30%, depending on how much risk they had on Some people could be looking at a much 
less secure financial position to ride out a much longer retirement. Now, obviously, advisors look at the maths of this, the size of the pot that somebody has, the sort of income they're likely to be able to take from that over the long term. But ironically, the experience of living under lockdown has given some people a taste of what retirement could be like. Yes, yeah, so some advisors are saying that people are opting into early retirement as an alternative to going back to work simply because they have recognized that they like this slightly slower pace of life. It's enabled them to see what expenses are essential and which are not. They're not spending on travel as much, so they're shoring up their financial positions and realizing that they might be able to afford retirement. So yeah, I think for some people, this has been a real clarifying experience in terms of what kind of changes they can make to their lifestyle while still maintaining a quality of life. Absolutely. Now, at this point, I'm going to bring in Moira O'Neill, Head of Personal Finance at Interactive Investor. Welcome to the podcast, Moira. Thanks, Claire. So investors in the UK who are in pensions drawdown, where they've retired, their investments are still um, largely invested in the stock market, and they're making an income that's sustaining them. They are particularly rattled by market falls and also dividend cuts, which have been brutal. Absolutely. I mean, there's been um, some cruel maths that uh, applies after stock market falls that um, lots of people will be coming aware of now. And um, this maths we call pound cost ravaging. It basically means that um, when your investments fall in value, um, they need to work harder to get back to their initial value. And for those in the early years of retirement, um, it can really work against you if there's a stock market fall. And so therefore, people will understandably be worried. And also, they'll be thinking about how they can reposition their investments for greater income. And they'll be finding that after all the dividend cuts from companies uh, in response to the pandemic, that um, income is scarcer. We've actually seen mm. um, some of our customers turning to investment trusts, um, which are a type of uh, collective investment that um, has a structure that allows them to have hold dividend reserves. They say that they can collect more income when times are good and pay it out when times get tougher. Um, and um, this kind of structure is coming into its own now. And uh, lots of investors will be looking to the investment trust sector as a result. I mean, it's really interesting that for years we've had a system with final salary pensions whereby people have got used to having a fixed amount of money every year in retirement. And all of these um, you know, methods that we're seeing now, whether it's drawdown and having a safe withdrawal rate, a percentage of income or an investment trust that can give you a fairly steady and um, predictable level of income, people don't like change, do they? they? They want to think, well, I've got this amount of money coming in for this year and that's what I'm going to spend. But it's harder and harder to predict what income there will be coming in. So families are having to look more carefully at their expenses. It is one of the great challenges of pension freedoms and more and more people are now opting for those pension freedoms, which means they can take as much income or as little income as they like from their pension fund in retirement. And um, 
but they have to manage the underlying investments and generate that income um, by themselves. And so therefore, you know, it, you have to make sure it's sustainable. And whereas, you know, a few years back, um, people were talking about safe withdrawal incomes, which is like a an in level of income that will sustain you throughout your retirement was about 4%. A couple of years back, some, um, some analysts were saying that it had dropped to about a level of 2% for a safe withdrawal amount. And of course, that's not what people were expecting. And many may have been taking out significantly more than that and may now be worried about whether their money is going to last a lifetime. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a serious issue for many families. So in your column in FT Money at the weekend, you said this is something that families really need to talk about, particularly um, maybe if there's an expectation on behalf of the parents or the children um, that there's going to be an inheritance to speak of in future. Yeah, and I think, it, you know, it's better to have these discussions than to put them off. People, families don't tend to like talking about money. And of course, in lockdown, it, it's uh, potentially not so easy to have a, a serious discussion over Zoom as face to face. But I, you know, I do think now that lockdown's eased a little and you might have further opportunities to chat to your family face to face, it's time to bite the bullet and have a discussion, whether it's about um, the bank of mum and dad shutting up shop or um, stopping investing for the grandchildren downsizing to, another, to a smaller property or whatever, whatever, whatever's bothering you financially, it's better to get it out there with your trusted uh, family or, and or friends and, and have the conversation. And you may find that, um, you know, the children or the, um, the friend or whatever um, who's going to be a beneficiary um, doesn't mind so much, offer support. Um, they may even um, teach you to... To how to to use um, apps or to to budget or to reduce your bills or they may they may even be a good sounding board for for an investment strategy or ideas and they may even you know be able to give you some ideas for setting up um, a hobby that generates extra income or turning a hobby into income or, or setting up a business on the side so you just don't know what's going to come out of those conversations I think it's better just to get on and have them as a family. Well, good advice there, Moira. And I have to say, if anyone's been on Etsy, um, the crafting website recently, there are all kinds um, of people with sewing skills who are really raking it in, um, making uh, face masks and selling them. So even in times of crisis, there are always opportunities. Now, a question for you both. I'll start with you, Madison. Obviously, the people who are listening to our podcast tend to be in their 30s and 40s. So if things are looking uncertain for those in their 50s and 60s, how does it bode for younger people? Well, it's going to be a challenge for a lot of younger people. Um, the advice that I heard over and over again is plan to retire at 65, but don't save like it because more than half of workers will have to retire before they're financially ready to do so because of illness or unexpected job loss. And people tend to backload their retirement savings, so they assume that their mm. earning potential will be higher in their 50s and 60s, so they don't put as much away in their 30s and 40s. And so the, the advice that I hear is 
do the hardest thing to do, which is save aggressively as early as you can so that you are financially prepared to retire early and then you have the option to continue working. But the benefit schemes from the government and in the U.S. Social Security will be significantly less for the generation that is coming up. And so this next generation will be forced to bear the brunt of both uh, market shocks going forward, but also living much longer. Okay, so aggressively save is Madison's advice. Moira, how about you? So I would add to that to make it regular and often. So to make it monthly and pay it um, out of your salary before you start spending. Um, and I would also, you know, if you're worried about at all worried about the stock market, do look at the a very long-term graph because um, if you're younger, you do have time on your side. And even significant events uh, in, in stock market history, such as the um, the Great Depression and the financial crisis, can look like fairly small blips on that long, long graph. Um, so I think we should um, take a bit of comfort from that. Um, I would also say think about what you might regret financially in future. So lockdown has um, focused our attention on what really matters in our lives. Um, mm. And we don't, you know, if, you, if you've been a fritterer and you've now stopped spending, that might give you a new perspective on your finances. I mean, I've, I've in particular been looking at my uh, clothes and shoe collection that I've uh, that's accumulated in my wardrobe over many years. And I'm thinking, was that really necessary? Moira... <laughs> That is a lie because I know how good you are. I remember seeing you at an event ages ago and saying, oh, you've got a new coat. And you said, no, I've just put buttons, <laughs> new buttons on the old one. I've never, ever forgotten that. And I've okay, always I, thought the sign I, of a financial expert is they live what they preach. <laughs> yeah, you've got a great memory, Claire. I have done things like that over the years. So I have reined it in, but I still think I could have reined in the spending even more. Maybe it's a yeah. bugbear of mine. <laughs> I know. Well, as as I wrote about NFT money this week, my weight goes up and down um, rather a lot. So I have various different bags um, of clothes in different parts of my house um, labelled things like thin clothes and really thin clothes. Probably should get rid of these <laughs> by now. And then fortunately, there's a little bag of, um, of fat clothes um, that are building up that are now too big for me. Um, so so that's quite good. But now that the charity shops um, are, are open again, I'll give it a few weeks until the rush goes down. But I may have um, may have some donations to make. And um, Madison, some final thoughts for our listeners. I would add that listeners in their 30s and 40s should consider the fact that retirement, as we know it, won't exist when they're retiring. It won't Ooh. be a it won't be a hard stop of employment the way that we have conceived of it in the past. Instead, it'll be more likely to be a transition into something else, another kind of occupation or something that generates income, even if it's not a full-time job. But it's important to remember that you have to retire towards something rather than away from something to avoid, avoid any financial and emotional shocks. Well, thank you very much there to Madison Derbyshire, FT Money reporter, and Moira O'Neill, Head of Personal Finance at Interactive Investor and formerly a colleague of mine on the Investors Chronicle, which is how I know about her coat. Well, that's it for The Money Show this week. And actually for a little while, as we're going to be off air for the next few weeks, but good news is coming. 
There's a reason for it, because we're working on a new format for the Money Show podcast that we hope you will like even more. Now, before we go, we are doing a survey um, so people can give their views on the Money Show and there's still a week left to complete it. If you would like to do that, please go to ft.com slash money show survey. That's ft.com money show survey. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. That will all feed into the new podcast, which will be coming your way sometime in July. Now, until then, if you would like to sign up for the FT's coronavirus newsletter, it's a level-headed expert email briefing on how the pandemic is affecting global global markets, businesses and workplaces, we have got a code that will give you free access for 30 days. If you visit ft.com slash money show COVID, that's ft.com slash money show COVID, you can get that in your inbox for free for the next 30 days. Now, we're not going anywhere behind the scenes. So if you do want to contact the FT money team, because you've got a story or an idea that you'd like us to discuss on a future podcast, as ever, our email address is money at ft.com. And you can follow us on Twitter for all the latest stories and news updates. Our handle is at FT money. Well, I will be back in a few weeks and look forward to seeing you again then. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.